Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his good friend, friend in the channel, and someone who's helped me uh, refi some apartments and office buildings, Mr. Stephen Dow. How you doing, sir? Fantastic. And yourself? Uh, I'm doing well, man. I, again, I love the fact that you, and we'll talk about this in video three, but the fact that you brought me 30-year money on a, a office and apartments was a lifesaver. I was pretty stressed last year because I didn't want interest rate risk. I had no idea how fast rates would move. I did not. Oh, I knew they would yeah. move, but how fast? <laughs> didn't know. Uh, but I was very thankful to lock up 30-year money on my offices because I, I don't want risk in two or three years when they would have reset normally. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyways, not about that. We'll save that for video yes. three. What I want to talk about yes. here is seller psychology. Mm -hmm. This is important, right? Right now, the... Uh, the world, including myself, I throw myself into this camp. We're talking about rates, rates up, rates up. I just admitted I missed how fast they move. Rates for the 30-year right. homeowner went over 5%. They've just ticked under, but they were over 5%. There's talk right. now that they could go as high as six or six and a half. So again, the world is focused on interest rates. Mm -hmm. That is very much an owner-occupant concern. Right. right. Because what we do as investors is we're producing income. And if you're following what I teach and what I talk about, we are only doing great deals. And we only do great deals after we learn our market. Now, why am I going to seller psychology? Because my students watching this, you should be writing offers that are great deals, which in this market, because capital is higher, you're probably writing under asking. Now, Mm -hmm. This is where seller psychology comes in, right? And you will see it and, and you have some examples. Right. Sellers always think their asset is the Mona Lisa or Picasso <laughs> or whatever, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. the one special thing. In an environment like the last year or two, they could, they could stick any sticker they want on it and it would sell. Right. The world has changed. Cost of capital mm -hmm. has changed. Uh, owner occupants are backing away by the thousands, but investors, we're still here. Yeah, but we are going to ask for a great deal or a yield or a cash on cash that is great. Right. And again, you have some examples of what will happen, right? The sellers will either accept or counter, or mm -hmm. uh, and and I think you have an example of an appraisal that came in light. Uh, so talk right. about that, because again, this would not have happened a year ago. Oh, no, 100%. Uh, shout out to Don. Uh, Don E. Uh, <laughs> uh, made an offer on, um, I believe it was a four unit, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, or possible SFR, but it came in at 222. List mm -hmm. price was 225. Okay. In the past, seller would have made them come in with the difference. Yeah. But in, in less than 45 minutes, uh, talking with the you know uh, uh, buyer's agent, she called back and said, yeah, seller wants to take it. He wants to close right away. Because they're yeah. starting to see the market, you know, things are starting to sit on the market for longer. So sellers are starting to loosen up their perspective. The best thing since sliced bread. It's like, no, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, folks, what I want you to take from this is a first off, do yourself a favor. If you're following my channel, you're either working with Matt, the mortgage guy or Steven Dow, or, you know, one of our, one of our lenders, but please reach out, get pre-approved, understand your cost structure. Cause the last thing I want you to do is, you know, for example, think cost of capital is 5% when it's going to come back at six and a half. And I'm just making these numbers up, but right. don't be surprised on that. So work with them early, reach out to Steven early, but second, mm -hmm. I give you permission. I strongly encourage 
only write great deals for your market, your buy box. And that means it's time to be comfortable writing below asking. Right? Dion from Dion Talk gave us a perfect example on a fourplex the other day. It was listed at one three. It was a pie in the sky number. It would never go for that, but that's what the seller wanted. He wrote it at one one. It's, it's not an escrow yet, but it's also still listed, right? Days on market, right. all of these things. Folks, what, what you want is you want to find that motivated seller who in 45 minutes accepts a 3K haircut. And again, right. I, what I want to tell you and Don and all the <laughs> others out there, 3K is nothing. That's 1% nope. in that example. Right. I will be writing offers very likely mm-hmm. that average 10, 12, 14% below list. And I wouldn't be afraid to write below 25% list. Now, keep it. Sometimes people hear me say this, Steve, Stephen, right. and they just blank out. <laughs> I will write an offer 25% below list if I do the math and that's where the great deal comes out. I won't simply write right. an offer 25% below on everything. I want right. a great deal. And if I can get a great deal at list, I'll do it. If I get a great deal right. 5%, I'll do it. Right. right. So again, right. Because again, the sellers are going to come back and you saw an example. So uh, you've been doing this a long time. What a, you've seen markets change. You've seen rates go up and down. Mm-hmm. Seller psychology is very sticky, right? But eventually they give up and they just throw in the towel and they'll take whatever they can. Pretty much. Cause again, I'm, um, their perspective on value and the reality are sometimes two different things. Cause you know, uh, reality kind of slapped them in the face that your thing, you know, your special property that that's, you know, Investing in sliced bread mm. isn't selling. No yeah. one's knocking on the door. You're getting less, you know, hits. Uh, your listing agent's not getting any calls. Uh, less people are coming to your open houses. So, yeah, typically from what I've seen and, and in the past, talking with a lot of real estate agents, their normal tactic is to start to lower the price about ten thousand dollars every week mm-hmm. until they start to get a hit, and then they stop, and then they kind of work up on that that level, and then if no more hits, and they start to continue, they continue to drop the the, the price. So. The market's loosening up, and, and it's not. It's turning more into, a, I think, a, a buyer's market at some point uh, versus the sellers, because there's still small pockets. Obviously, demand and 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 uh, affordability and, and supply, such as in Central Texas, Austin. I mean, mm. they still can't build them fast enough. Yeah. So, but I would imagine there's a lot of other areas softening up. So I'm seeing it firsthand as a lender. You know, so we see what the prices are coming in, and we're seeing the outcomes as far as. What happens at that point? Is it re- renegotiating or is the buyer coming in with more money or whatever the case is? And slowly we're starting to see more, you know, sellers accepting the, the adjusted value uh, just because the data speaks for itself. We can't make up this stuff or disregard when a you know, product is being sell- sold for less. That's what mm-hmm. we have to take into consideration. So we're seeing it ourselves. Yeah, again, seller psychology is interesting because, again, there's buyer psychology and seller psychology. Not many people talk about sellers. Again, sellers, generally speaking, you know, generally speaking, the average person has one, the house is their biggest asset, their biggest debt they've ever signed, probably the biggest uh, net worth gain they have. It's, it's their right. thing, right? And sellers go, it's seller psychology is what is called inelastic, right? They, and they anchor, right? Again, Dion's example, they anchor at one three. Mm-hmm. And they, anch- I mean, they are anchored. They are dug in like a tick. Right. And then time goes by and seller psychology, they either do one of two things. They either eventually go, I give up. I'll take one, one in this example. Right. 
uh, which is a 15% haircut. But again, right. one, one is the number one, one is what it would have sold for what the last one sold it for one, three was just, you know, a right. number pulled Find out the of sky. the sky. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> um, because again, sellers, folks, folks, if you, if you, if you're in my course and you're writing an offer, we'll just use Dion's example at one, three, you're buying at one, one, and you get a no or a hell no, or an F no, or whatever the response is. <laughs> Follow wow, up. Kind of harsh today, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't actually say the words. <laughs> I, I know, but still, I don't. For I me, don't yeah. know to talk to my clients that way. Excuse me. No, I'm sorry, unfortunately, but yeah. no yeah. H no or F knows. But, okay. <laughs> but no, that was the seller side. That was the seller side. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> right, the seller's agent or whatever saying all sure, those things. Sure. Follow up every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I realize the last two years have been tough, uh, but stuff's going to age longer follow up every two weeks. The thing will either sell or it'll be taken off. Those are the only two outcomes. Yep. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I was not the high offer, how many times I was following up, follow up. Money is in the follow-up. Cause again, most of you, if you do one deal a year, right. That's awesome. Make it great. Mm-hmm. Make it great. And again, use seller psychology to your, to your advantage. Some sellers Agreed. have already spent the money. Right, they're sitting around the table in Dion's example, spending their hundreds of thousands of dollars on a vacation or whatever, and then right. they're not getting it. Then they get cranky, and then they start. Then they have fights, and they're like, "I want to do this. I want to do this. Blah, 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 blah. Take one, one." Blah, 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 blah. Right. It'll right. happen. Right. So again, use seller psychology to your advantage. You only need to do one deal a year, two deals a year. Make it great. Uh, and again, rising interest rates reduces competition. That's why mm-hmm. I love this market is because competition goes down in rising rates. So do great deals, get 30 year money. Don't bet on appreciation, protect yourself. Yep. And if they want to reach out to you and have a conversation, so they go in informed, how do you want them to do that? Uh, email is going to be typically the best just to S Dow S D A O at velocitymortgage.com. Please put in the subject line, the acronym O R A A T. So you get past the firewall. Um, maybe a brief description of what you're looking for in the body of the email best phone number to reach you back at and maybe your mid FICO score. And uh, generally within 24, 48 hours, I'll be in touch. Um, but yeah, I've been, you know, crunching some real hard numbers for everybody. When we, when we do kind of a, a quick scenario review, I always typically reply back with a breakdown of the loan costs, the rates, um, the payment, the options to buy down if, if at all. So we get pretty, you know, detailed just so they have all the hard numbers yeah. to really know if it's a good or great deal. So that's yeah. all people are really looking for. It's just some sort of, you know, clear breakdown so they can fully understand. So I actually had a call yesterday from somebody uh, who just wanted some guidance. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when, when people are, are emotionally tied into something, it was uh, an example. Um, uh, the gentleman called, his father passed away, left him and his other two siblings a, ho- uh, a property. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like rent controlled. Mm-hmm. The amount that the siblings wanted from him to keep the property was going to make it upside down mm. from day one. It wasn't going to cash flow, but he was like, but maybe this. And so the hope was there, you know, the possibility, but the probability of it cash flowing very low because it's rent controlled. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, all this stuff. So he was just like sentimental more than because yeah. he's the, you know, so we had to go and break down all the numbers. Once he saw the numbers and he's like, no, you're right. Now I can see. And, it just yeah. needed somebody that like a sounding board Good for that you. wasn't emotionally tied in. So it, it helped him out a lot. And I think we talked about what he could do with the money instead and, you know, find a better deal yeah. versus 
trying to keep something that's going to, you know, take away from his life. Eat, so, eat, him, eat him alive. Yeah. No, no 100%. alligators folks. No alligators. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and his wife was really the one that was fishing the call just because she wanted to have somebody, you know, speak to him because anybody else just seemed like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You just, you know, so it, it yeah. really, it always pays to at least have a, 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 a conversation just to get sure. the real number so that you have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Cause sometimes if you're emotionally tied into it, it's just too much to, to work on. So yeah, yeah. I always reach out. Be more yeah. happy to crunch some numbers. Again, uh, S Dow at velocitymortgage.com. Simply put five letters in the subject line, O-R-A-A-T, and then everything yes. else in the email string. Thanks, buddy.